0: Man, I'm feeling good. It must be Friday. And that means another episode of the Free Indeed Friday podcast with your boy, Pastor Free. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this song <laughs> is for those <because> of you <laughs> <laughs> who've been in church all your life. Yeah, boy. I'm a, church boy. a church boy. I Boy, that never change. Never change. Never change. I'm a church boy, I'm a church boy, Say family, this is another Free Indeed Friday. God has blessed you to make it to the end of another productive work week. I want to challenge you before we get all the way into this thing today to count your blessings. As a matter of fact, take an inventory of the people in your life who have been loyal, who have invested in you, who have encouraged you when you were discouraged. Take an inventory because those people are rare people. The, the, the fact that folks are, are willing to love you through the highs and lows of life is not something you should take for granted. So like I said, take an in inventory of those people and just today send them a text. Hey, thank you for being loyal. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you that I could count on you when I could count on you, you dig. Anyway, free funny, right? Shoot yeah, I'm funny, and I can tell right now you need something to laugh about. This joke again is a little risque, but this is the podcast, not the pulpit. So Josie wasn't the best pupil at Sunday school. She often fell asleep, and one day while she was sleeping, the teacher asked her a question, "'Who is the creator of the universe?' Now, Joe was sitting next to Josie and decided to poke her uh, with a pen to wake her up. And Josie jumped and yelled, "'God Almighty!' The teacher congratulated her. A little later, the teacher asked her another question, "'Tell me who is our Lord and Savior?' Joe poked Josie again, and she yelled out, Jesus Christ. (laughs) The teacher congratulated her again. Later on, the teacher asked, what did Eve say to Adam after their 26th child? Joe poked Josie again, and she shouted, If you stick that thing in me again, I'm going to snap it in half and then stick it up. Yo, you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's funny to me. Family, I don't know what you got going on. Maybe you're making your way to work, and if so, let me help you get through this traffic. On the Friend D Friday podcast, I always dig into my music bag over 30 years of music writing and production Listen, when we released Kayla's first album It's time to surrender uh, Myself and my brother, Pastor Michael Oyedoken, uh Started a record label, we thought Called Preacher's First Entertainment Group uh, Because this is Minister's Appreciation Month The month of October I want you to be sure that you love on A preacher in your life And I'm going to play uh, the theme music From our website at the time This song is called Preacher First It's a very rough recording I didn't know much about recording, mixing, and mastering back then But the words ring true And so this is a tribute to every preacher and pastor out there in the world And I want y'all to listen to D-Free on Preacher First Preacher's First Entertainment Group I gotta be used I wanna be a vessel for you Yes Yeah, yeah Take this gospel to the world Man, woman, boy, and girl For you There's a lot in this life I wanna do So much I wanna see Even more I wanna do Before my life is through Yeah, yeah But what would it all be worth If I didn't put you first I I I gotta gotta be a preacher first Preacher Uh first I still remember the first time I heard you call. I was chilling in my auntie's living room. Couldn't see for the life of me what you wanted with me. But I I knew knew the the truth, truth. the voice I heard was you. Said, Why me, Lord? I'm too young. Been cutting up and having fun. I wasn't sure that that was done, so I decided to run. I I couldn't run too far. Where could I go to get away from God? Lost my peace, my hope, my joy. Say yes. I gotta so, be, yes. I wanna be a vessel for you For sure I gotta yeah, tell the yeah. world Take this gospel to the world yeah, yeah. woman, boy and girl for you, you. So, so much I wanna, I wanna see Even more I wanna do, do Before do. my life is through But first stuff means nothing at, at what all. What it all be worth If I don't if say, I do. didn't put you so first I gotta I say. You, 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 I really started living when I found out what you made me for, to be your servant Lord. Lost some friends along the way. All right, like I said, that was the song Preacher First that was kind of the theme music for our website, Back in the Gap. Uh, I played that song because I'm kind of spilling my guts and sharing a little bit of my personal call story. Listen, I want you to know that the call to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ is perhaps one of the hardest burdens any person could shoulder in this life. And like I said, this is. Uh, Ministers Appreciation Month And so I just want to encourage those of you who are listening To be intentional about encouraging some preachers Some pastor that may make deposits in your life Because at the end of the day They are sacrificing things that you may not even see Or believe just to be a herald of God's word And so uh, I want to uh, wish a happy Clergy Appreciation Month To every preacher or pastor that may hear it I don't want to call you by name, but I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm in the struggle with you. Don't give up the fight. Uh, No matter how thankless it may seem or how people may mistreat, I want you to understand that one day all of us will receive a crown and we will hear the Lord say, well done, if we remain faithful. In that same vein, I'm going to do something a little different today and perhaps through the whole month of October. I've been telling you, I've got a new book coming out called Dear Young Preacher, October 29th is the date. I want you to go ahead and lock that in your mind and your calendar. Help me spread the word. And so because that book is releasing, uh, I'm going to get to the word and, and share a little word later on. But I want to share just a little glimpse of the audio book, right? You'll be able to purchase the, the paper copy, but you'll also be able to purchase the audio book. And so I'm going to just kind of play random sections from the audiobook, just to kind of wet your whistle and know the contents that I believe are going to bless the nation uh, as it pertains to meeting ministers where they are, uh, wherever they are in the progression of their call, Um, maybe helping mentors to mentor young ministers, churches uh, to to understand the life and call of the minister, deacons to come alongside and undergird uh, the family members of the minister, the whole nine. I believe that this book is going to bless the body of Christ. So let me play just a tad bit, just a tainty bit of the audio book, Dear Young Preacher." No, No, you you can can get get back back up again. Dear young preacher, I really hope you have endured and are still reading. I say that because this letter is definitely one of the most important, if not the most important. This letter is so important to me that I went back and forth about whether or not I should put it early on in the book for those who would start and not finish. However, I decided that was a bit presumptuous. I felt like it assumed people would fail in their ministry. (laughs) Well, through the course of writing and living out my own ministry, I have come to the conclusion you will. I would contend that it is possible to have a lengthy ministry and not fail in certain areas. But you will fail. You will fail and you will fall. That's a part of life. You can try to minimize your failures and you should. That, however, does not mean you will not fail. Every person fails. Paul said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This only means we are limited. We are fickle. We don't always do things the right way. I'm intentionally taking the long route into this discussion because I want you to embrace your humanity first. It's important that you do because people won't. Because of your position or title, some people will hold you to a superhuman standard. They will grill you for your failures while excusing or even discarding their own. People will try to crucify you, villainize you, fire you for making mistakes. That's why you must be comfortable enough to acknowledge that you are human. You will make mistakes and you will not allow people to condemn you where God does not. I want to say it is important that you never abuse your call or excuse your failures away with your title. It's not okay to bully people with your power. You are a servant, not a dictator. Some guys can be intentionally and habitually wrong and think it's okay because they are a pastor. I personally believe there is a special place in hell for people who abuse spiritual authority in that way. So I'm not talking about intentional failures. I'm not sanctioning All right, I'm going to cut it right there That's just a little excerpt from Dear Young Preacher You will want to get this book Like I said, that's October the 29th Uh, You'll be hearing more information about it About how you can get your hands on it As you could hear, there are probably nuggets in there That are applicable to people who are not called to pulpit ministry But that are just trying to be followers of Christ um, The whole gamut So I'm excited about this book Listen, if you haven't gotten the first book God wants me, you should probably go ahead and get that one right now as well. Uh, they kind of work hand in hand in some ways. Uh, but you can purchase all free Indeed Ministry products on www.free, the letter Indeed Ministries.com. Uh, and I, I hope that you'll be a blessing to our ministry. Listen, I do have a word from the Lord that I want to share. I'm gonna share a little bit less than normally. Uh I've been going through this sermon series entitled I Won't Complain. And as I was preaching through the, the history of the children of Israel, I came upon some very interesting findings in the narrative where the people start grumbling and complaining against the preacher. I don't believe that there's any such thing as coincidence. However, I was not planning this sermon series to kind of overlap this time period, but in light of the fact that it is Clergy Appreciation Month, it just kind of feels right that I go ahead and play I Won't Complain Part 3. This sermon is called Pissed at the Pastor. (laughs) It's almost self-explanatory, but I'm going to let you go ahead and hear, follow me into the sanctuary of the Abundant Life Church where better life in Christ begins and we're living it up for Part 3 of I Won't Complain pissed at the pastor. Amen to God be the glory. Thank God for the uh, music ministry for leading us in songs of faith and worship today. Uh, And I'm going to get to the word. So uh, we've been going through a sermon series for the last couple of weeks called I Won't Complain. The purpose of the sermon series, I bet you can gather, (laughs) is to get us to stop complaining. Now, let me poll the room. Let me poll the room. How many of you are guilty of complaining from time to time? Guilty, guilty. All right, if you're at home, if you're at home, type in the comment section, guilty, guilty, guilty. All right, all right. It's a human tendency. Uh, Many of us can complain. Uh, Right now, my right shoe is too tight. No, they are, because I went to the store, and they only had 10 1⁄2, and I don't wear 10 1⁄2 and so sometimes you just got to deal with it I'm not going to complain the sermon gonna be shorter <laughs> but but I won't I won't complain and so what we're doing is we're going through the story of numbers where uh, Pastor Moses is leading the children of Israel uh, out of Egypt out of bondage to the promised land and it's a short journey that ends up taking a long time because the people are jacked up in chapter 11, uh, they start, their grumbling and complaining after a little while, uh, and, and, and so those first two sermons, we talked about how they complained about uh, their misfortune, and then they complained about the miracle food, the manna that God had given them. So, Numbers chapter uh, 12, stand to your feet, if you will, let's recite our pre-word mantra, this is my Bible, the infallible word of God, I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can. The promises of God are sure in my life. Amen. Numbers chapter 12, starting at verse 1. While they were at Hazaroth, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married. For he had indeed married a Cushite woman. And they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. <laughs> and now the man Moses was very humble, more so than anyone else on the face of the earth. Verse 4, suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. So the three of them came out. And then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent And called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, hear my words. When there are prophets among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to them in visions, and I speak to them in dreams. But not so with my servant Moses. He is entrusted with all my house. With him, I speak face to face, clearly not in riddles, and he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And when the cloud went away from over the tent, Miriam had become leprous, as white as snow and Aaron turned toward Miriam and saw that she was leprous then Aaron said to Moses oh my Lord do not punish us for a sin that we have so foolishly committed do not let her be like one stillborn whose flesh is half consumed when it comes out of its mother's womb and Moses cried to the Lord oh God please heal her but the Lord said to Moses if her father had but spit in her face would she not bear her shame for seven days let her be shut out of the camp for seven days and after that she may be brought in again so Miriam was shut out of the camp for seven days and the people did not set out on the march until Miriam had been brought in again after that the people set out from Hazoroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran I got an email uh, an inbox <laughs> this week when the flower went out and the, the person said now free you are usually a bible preacher but I can't see how you gonna preach this text this title from the bible Now, when you read Numbers chapter 12, what else do you call it but pissed at pastor? Be seated in the presence of the Lord. I won't complain. Part three. Part three is called pissed at pastor. Listen, Uh, family, the truth is after one of the hardest months of my entire life, God has commissioned me to preach one of the hardest sermons of my life. Today going to be hard as hell, y'all, not because its contents are hard for me, but because its contents will be difficult for many of you. Today, as the preacher and prophet of God, I'm going to have to say something that many of you don't want to hear and may not even agree with. This is the Sunday that many of you won't listen to the end of the sermon. This is the Sunday that there won't be many hearts on the screen. This is the Sunday that some of you may choose another church home. Not another pastor because if this message makes you choose another church home, I was never your pastor anyway. This is the Sunday that some will question, am I taking shots at you particularly? Now, to be honest, it would be easier for me to preach this sermon as a guest to a congregation that I did not know very well. And maybe one day I will. But today, this is the word for this house. This will be a hard word for some to receive because our contemporary society just doesn't like or respect leadership. It seems that people take great joy in criticizing, disregarding, disrespecting, and even mistreating leaders. Family, at times, it's hard to tell if it's because of jealousy, out of rebellion, to be liked by other followers, or because that leader has become too common to them. Regardless, when God appoints a leader, your complaining is not against the leader, but against God. I'm going to rewind that and play it one more time. Regardless, when God appoints the leader, your complaint is not against the leader, but against God. That's why for four years I've been very selective and careful about my commentary about President Donald Trump. And right now, very cautious about what I say about Governor Abbott, because if they are God's choice, then a complaint about them is a complaint about God. Y'all quiet, then a mug in here. And as we tip into the text today, Pastor Moses has led the children of Israel out of Egypt. He has led them through the wilderness. He has led them while they complained about their misfortune and their meals. And even though he is frustrated, And even though he's flawed, he remains faithful. Perhaps God chooses leaders not because they're perfect, (laughs) but because they'll be faithful. The truth of the matter is some of you would love to have my job. You'd love to be the shot caller, but God can't trust you to be faithful. It's not that God thinks I'm flawless, and it's not that I don't get frustrated sometimes, but God does not say, uh, well done those who are talented, well done those who are anointed, well done those who are attractive. He says, well done, good, and y'all quiet in a mug, faithful servant. After all of this, uh, after all of the frustrating leadership that Moses has had to endure, chapter 12 starts. By saying, Miriam and Aaron complained against Moses. Jason, it's a very sticky situation because in chapter 11, the congregation was complaining against God. And Moses is frustrated because God, you didn't got me out here leading these people and they just ungrateful. What do you do when chapter 12 comes and the folks are no longer complaining against God? Now, they complaining against you. Your name is on the complaint. Now, Bible readers see that it's even a stickier situation because the complainers are no longer congregants. It's no longer the crowd. It's no longer those bench members who come every other Sunday and sit in the back. But in chapter 12, the complainers are miracles. Aaron. And Bible readers know that Miriam is perhaps that sister that God used to hand place Moses in the palace. Uh, And Aaron is the one that when uh, Moses said, God, I can't talk, 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 talk good. Don't, Don't send me. God said, well, I'll send your brother. his crew. First thing I want to talk about is a critical crew. If you're writing, write that down. I I probably won't even make it through all of this. I got a whole bunch. It'll be part two. Here it is. They were discontent and they had a close connection. If you're writing, write that down. Look look, look, look at it. It's no longer, you know, Johnny come lately. It's it's no longer the, the people who join the church and don't really come. It's no longer Those who just show up for Sunday. It's no longer those who may or may not get on the stream. But today Moses is having to deal with the people who are in the staff meeting. And not only do they come to staff meeting, they're at the family reunion. What do you do when your biggest critics are the ones that you would look to for support and you would look to for endorsement and you think will always have your back, but they're the ones because of their connection that have the access to hurt you the most? Oh, yep. I feel like I'm preaching. Here it is. It's one thing to get static from the crowd. It's a whole nother thing when it comes from the crew, and these people are supposed to be his help. And the enemy gets in their heart and starts using them to hurt. As a leader, uh, God has had to show me over time to be very careful who I let get close to me. Not because people are bad, but because everybody can't handle proximity. Proximity. Y'all quiet, y'all quiet. If God ever gives you authority, if God ever gives you position, you better be very cautious and very careful who you allow to sit at the table with you, who you take behind closed doors with you, who you uh, uh, let your hair down with, if you will, because there are some people who simply can't handle your humanity. And can you imagine how hard it is? Miriam has seen Moses get his diaper changed. Moses knows uh, that that these individuals know his history, and because they know his history, it's hard. For them to accept his destiny. <laughs> and there are some people in your life who simply know you too good to follow you. They, they, they know you too good to, to promote you. They, they know you too good to support you. So you've got to be very careful about letting certain people in proximity. You've got to be careful. Because folk will get pissed at the pastor when they find out the pastor ain't perfect. Right now, scandal all over the country. Because uh, Reverend Kirk Franklin... Uh, had a moment with his son and in that moment he came a little unglued and you can't judge him because half of y'all done been unglued before and Kirk cussed his son smooth out he he gave him the full monte he, he, he said stuff that we would have never thought and, and Kirk is a talker <laughs> I listen to him cuss I wonder how didn't that make it into now behold the lamb how, how, how do you get how do you kind of freestyle and that never slip uh, but people are, are criticizing Kirk because they've placed him on a pedestal uh, truth of the matter is position and pedestal ain't the same thing I've got a witness here. God puts us in position, but man puts us on a pedestal. I thought I'd have somebody talking back to me. And what happens is when people start putting you on a pedestal, when your humanity shows up, when the mistakes come out, when you start falling from grace, folk will crucify you. I need seven folk in here that would declare, don't put me on a pedestal because I'm not perfect. I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm going to fall short. And I some folk that can ride with me when I'm right and love me when I'm. They, 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 get, they get pissed at the pastor because folk typically struggle to balance the pastor's call and their choices. This, this sermon is not for the lost, it's for the church. This is for folk who call yourself saints, uh, but you struggle to submit. Miriam and Aaron are Moses biological family his older siblings and many times those who are family have the hardest time following if Kayla can't follow me as a leader I can't even blame her because she literally knows that my stuff stinks some of y'all slow. The stuff that you don't get to experience, she has to take it firsthand. And it takes a special type of believer to see through the flesh and to see the Father. Have I got a witness in here? Miriam and Aaron, they are struggling because the truth of the matter is Moses close to them. It's kind of the same thing that Mary has going on at the wedding at Cana where she comes to Jesus and she tells him they run out of wine and Jesus said, this ain't got nothing to do with me and Mary like a black mother doesn't even acknowledge his statement, do whatever he tells because I'm his mama and he gonna do something. Oh Oh, y'all quiet today. Many times you can become disrespectful just because of proximity. Mark chapter 6, verse 4 through 6. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, in his own house. And then verse 5 says, now he could do no mighty work there. Except that he had laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Scales, the crazy thing is on a Sunday, I'll look at like 70 people on Facebook Live. And by the end of the day, we're over a thousand views. That means that 70 people who call me their pastor respect me enough to tune in. But make up the math difference of those who don't go to A.L.C., who honor and value the profit. Because sometimes proximity will cause you to take things for granted. Now, now let me let me pick at it a little more. I, I, I'm going to treat the text good. Listen, uh, not, not only are Mary, Miriam and Aaron family. But remember, I told you their staff. Uh, Miriam for all intents and purposes, is the music ministry leader. She's the one that's going to sing the song of victory, lead the congregation. She's the praise leader. And Aaron is the staff pastor. Y- y'all, y'all missing it. I, I'm, talk- I'm just talking through the text. So they are family, but they are also staff. And many times what Satan does if he wants to destroy the church is he will drive a wedge between those who make up the leadership because Satan's strategy is to divide and conquer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My Bible says they start saying, look at Moses. Look at who, who he think he is. God, God don't only talk to him. And can I tell somebody, let me rush to say there are a whole lot of churches that have been planted that were really churches that had been splintered. Somebody got mad at Moses. Somebody got pissed at pastor and said, if I was pastor in my church, I'd do it this way. And you run your little happy tail up the street and find out that this is not for children. This is not a game. Submit and stay. But you brought hell into your own house because you were pissed at pa- Y'all, y'all ought to talk back to me. Huh? And Satan knows that if he can cause conflict between the shepherd and the staff, then the sheep will suffer. If I if I can get scales and free beefing over some stupid stuff, then it ain't gonna just be them that suffer. ALC is gonna suffer. Holy Ghost. Now truth of the matter is there are some Moseses that don't value their Miriam and Aaron and they cause conflict and so whenever there's a solid relationship you've got to cultivate that thing and make sure that the enemy does not come in and destroy how many many talented teams don't have any success because they can't play together. Y'all got to remember that, that when LeBron first took his Talents to South Beach, they, they couldn't accomplish a championship not for lack of talent, Mark, but because they had not yet learned the cohesiveness. teamwork every now and then I just wonder what it would be like if the kingdom was really full of team players I mean sure you can sing but you ain't got to sing all the songs sure you can preach but you ain't got to preach all the revivals. what if there was more of a team concept in the kingdom we could tear Satan's old raggedy kingdom down (sighs) that they were discontent uh, because they had too close of a connection But then they were discontent about his personal decision. Sidney, the Bible says they complained against Moses. Why? Because he married a Cushite woman. I I love Numbers chapter 12 because it gets right to the heat of the matter. They had a problem with Pastor. Because Pastor married a Cushite woman. They They decided that ain't the type of woman That passer uh, ought ought to be with now. Now, they never went to passer to say anything. They grumbled and complained, and the Bible says, and God heard. They they were concerned about a personal decision. Now, now I love this because the text says in parentheses that he did do it. This was not a rumor. He did it. He he is guilty as charged. But the problem is, it's a matter of personal preference because the Bible never says that he couldn't. Y'all quiet. The Bible says he could not marry any woman from Cana, but he didn't. Say, the Bible didn't say he couldn't marry an Ethiopian woman. And so there are some folk who are offended because they don't know the Bible. There, there are some folk that will condemn you because they don't know the scriptures. There, there are some folk that will send you to hell because they don't know the word. And so here it is. They've got, they've got a, a personal preference. They, they don't like Moses' personal decision. Can I vent for, for just a second? Can, maybe, maybe this part ain't for the world. This is for the 50 of you. Can I vent? Can I tell you how I feel uh, sometime? The truth of the matter is I hate my job sometime because my job is the only job where you can't have a personal life. Can't have one. Booker, you go to the doctor. You sit there. The doctor tell you, open your mouth. You open it. Doctor tell you, here, let me take your blood pressure. You let him do it. He write on a piece of paper in a handwriting that you can't understand. Tell you to take it to another person you don't even know. You do just that. And you have no idea what your doctor does when he's not doctoring. And it don't even matter to you. As long as... He's a good doctor. Y'all quiet in the morning. You you, you go to the famous uh, and finest of restaurants and you sit down knowing you're about to spend $200. And you talk to a person you don't know who's supposed to mark. go to the back and talk to somebody you can't see and bring you food and you eat it with no problem and never even consider... What that person does when they ain't chefing. It don't even matter to you. Just as long as your food is on point, that's all that really matters. I hate my job sometimes. Because it's the only occupation, the only vocation, the only calling where I can't have a personal life. That's why I can't understand why Ninevites want to be pastors. I, I can't understand why you so ambitious that you're willing to cut somebody's throat to stand behind this desk. It's hell behind this desk. It's heartbreak behind this desk. It's loneliness behind this desk. And folk are always looking at your life. You can't make a personal decision without folk getting pissed at Pastor. Y'all all all right? I told you, I'm going to have to cut it. I'm going to have to cut it and pick it up next week. Uh, Because uh, my attire, my hair, the car I drive, my wife's hair color, my children's shoe game, who's at my house, how I spend my money, what I drink at dinner when I go out with my wife is all. personally that's my business got nothing to do with you and the truth of the matter is I don't get to tell you what you can't do in your personal life especially not without you getting mad about it you mean to tell me you can but I can't if it's wrong for me then it got to be wrong for you too You know what? I knew I wasn't going to have no amens. I brought seven amens. Here it is. If it's wrong for me, it's wrong for you. Now, now I'm not saying that there's not another standard for pastor. I'm not saying that. James chapter 3 verse 1 says, not many of you, not many of you, not many of you should become teachers. Not many of you should become teachers, uh, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. I understand that but I'm also saying if it's wrong for me it's wrong for you I believe it was the Williams brothers that had it best sweep around I almost I almost preached the sermon with a broom your own front door before you try that's, that's a good place to take an exit but I need to bite off just a little more before you try to sweep around sweep around Mind they, 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 were, they, were, they were discontent uh because they had a close connection, that they were discontent about his personal decision. But, but, but look at, look at, look at, look at this. The truth of the matter is, the frustration about his personal decision was really a facade. And I've been around church folk long enough to set, to know that many times what they say is the problem is not really the problem. Right? Numbers chapter twelve starts with. They complain because he married a Cushite woman. But the real issue quickly emerges because they start saying, does God only talk to Moses? So so you were making an issue about old girl. But really your issue is that you want to stand side by side with Moses. At this point, your issue is not The Cushite woman, your issue is God. And the selection, the appointment, the decision that he made, they were discontent about his appointed position. I want y'all to hear me good. The word of God says uh, that their complaint was about his marriage, but it was really a facade for their envy of his position. And you'd be surprised how many people come and sit in the church and think they could do the pastor's job better than the pastor. Well, guess what? If God agreed, he would have made you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody looking for something deep. You you, you, you think, Pastor, I ought to be, if God agreed with your assessment. God is God enough to have appointed, anointed you for the task. Sadly, many church leaders, just like Miriam and Aaron, start to envy the leadership of the pastor because they think they can do the job better. There are folk who say, I've been in church all my life, and you ain't got no better. You've been in church all your life and you still don't understand submission and leadership and, and God's authority and infrastructure. You've been in church all your life and you still want the craziness that comes along with this anointing. You, you've you been in church all your life and you ain't seen enough shepherds stabbed in the that you don't run the other way? What's wrong? I'ma go on and cut that one right there because that, you know, that 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 was a word right there, a hard one to preach, but I do believe the body of Christ really needs to hear it. That was I Won't Complain part three, pissed at Pastor. As I encourage you all the time, if you want to be a part of the ALC worship experience, you can always catch us streaming live on Facebook Live or youtube live uh our church website where you can get more information is www.getyourlife.org g-e-t-y-o life.org but anyway i want to encourage you like i said this is clergy appreciation month And I I just know from experience that there are a whole lot of us that are serving the very best we can. And for whatever reason, God has chosen human people uh, to do his divine work. And we don't always get it right. Uh, But it's it's hard when you serve people with your whole heart. You serve them. uh, You love them. You feed them. You bend over backwards for them, and then it seems like all they ever have for you is disgruntled complaints. That's what that's what Moses is dealing with, with, with the children of Israel. And I'm really preaching this as a word of caution, right? Because it was less about defending Moses and more about what happens when the people of God don't respect, value, appreciate, and follow spiritual leadership. So anyway, I pray that your life is in alignment so that you can be fully blessed, people of God. I'm giving away flesh hours because that's what we do on free and d friday podcast and like i said it is clergy appreciation month and so in honor of clergy appreciation month i want to honor my prophet preacher man of god Pastor F.D. Sampson Sr. Now, I'm almost sure that Pastor Sampson will never hear this recording, but it doesn't even matter to me because this man of God means so very much to me. Uh, When I was a boy preacher growing up in the convention, I was blessed to sit at his feet and he was the young preacher's uh, facilitator. For several years And so I developed a, an affection for him His personality Long before I even uh, knew of his gift of preaching And when I got a chance to actually hear him preach He quickly became like literally my favorite pulpiteer And um, you know I grew up on recordings of C.L. Franklin And uh, Pastor F.D. Sampson was the closest thing That I've ever heard to that golden voice And over, over time I have uh, literally just kind of followed and deeper and deeper in love with his gift The way he's able to handle uh, The scripture, his sermon presentation And then God has blessed me To kind of know him up close and personal And so the deposits that he's made in my life The words of encouragement um, the, the sermons that he's preached That have hoped me That have rebuked me, that have turned me The whole nine, listen I shouted from a mountaintop uh, the, the F.D. Samson Say is. My favorite preacher, prophet, proclaimer in the entire world. And so if by chance somebody, uh, brings Dr. Sampson's attention to the Free and D Friday podcast. Dr. Sampson, I love you, man. I appreciate you. I pray for you daily. Take these flowers, sir. For every deposit you've ever made in my life, it means the world to me. Y'all, it's been another Free and D Friday podcast. It's the re-up, you heard. Anyway, before I let you go and get back to your day, uh, let me pray for you. Uh, again, I do hope and pray that the time that we've spent together the content has been a blessing. Into to your life. Let's look to the Lord. Most holy and righteous God, it is to you we give the glory. It is to you we give the praise. Lord, you've done so much for us. Our desire is just to bless your name. Thank you, Father, for this time that we've spent together digitally, virtually, however we would term it, Lord God, that you've given us technological advancements to receive word and worship, even in this format. Somebody has been riding in their car and Perhaps blessed by the podcast. Somebody is sitting at their desk. Somebody uh, is streaming through their phone. And Lord, whatever it is, the platform that you're using to get this message to them, I pray the joy of Jesus over their life, the hope of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you uh, that we are in the midst of a month that has been set aside nationally to appreciate clergy. And I know, Lord God, that there are many who you've called to preach and teach this gospel that are weary. and worn, especially through a global pandemic, trying to be faithful to the word in a world that does not want to hear it. And so, Father, I want to spend this moment just praying that you would encourage the preacher. I pray wherever they are, whatever size congregation they serve, or if they're staff or or male or female, I just come praying, Lord God, that you would give them encouragement for their discouragement, strength for their weakness clarity for their confusion father in the name of jesus because in times like these we need to hear a word from heaven we need to hear from on high we need marching orders from the master and you have chosen by the foolishness of preaching uh, to to confound even the wise and to use these lips of clay you've invested uh, treasure in these earthen vessels and so father for that we say thank you I pray that the people of God would encourage the preacher all month long, and then I also develop new habits. How we treat the man and woman of God I thank you Father because Your word does not fail I thank you Father that your word is Reason enough for some of us To wake up in the morning and to keep pushing Father I pray for our land and country Please Father heal our land Heal us from sickness, disease Brokenness, darkness Death Lord God we just come asking That you would have your way And you're going to have your way through your people So it is our responsibility to get In alignment with your word and your will. Will, uh, so that we can be the light in this very dark world it's in the matchless powerful potent precious name of Jesus Christ that I do pray and ask these things by faith amen and thank God family it's been pastor free for another free indeed friday podcast i hope you have an amazingly blessed day in jesus be intentional about sharing his love and his light in the world in which we exist it's pastor free i love you and there's nothing you can do about it Ah love for Just go